Start us off, man. You're officially the host. Joey, here we are. It's been a long time coming, all the months that we've known each other. But here we are. Our faces are on Zoom. The internet has been hooked up. Mics are in front of our faces, and we are ready to make a podcast together. And I can definitely feel this podcast coming to life. <laughs> Radio <laughs> well, hosts. We'll see some introductions. Um, so... Tell us your name, where you're from, and Joey, I would really like to hear, well, actually, I want to hear first your perspective of how we met. Oh, that's an interesting one. So I will first introduce myself with just my first name. My name is Joey. Nice to meet you all. Hi, Joey. And I am from the Netherlands. I live in a city called Pimmerent, which is not Amsterdam, sadly enough. To this day, I still don't know how to spell that. I just think Boomer and then Rand and, and then I add, add a couple G's in good, there. Good enough. It works. <laughs> so how we met is a very interesting story. It's like a Cinderella type situation. You walk through the room with strangers in an improv class. You look over and you see the prince standing there. Yeah, so no, it, it was kind of like that. Like I was just standing there and I looked to my left and I see this guy just hanging out, just chill, hands in the pockets. Like I'm here, I'm trying to have fun, but I didn't know anyone. Open for a conversation and you know, it just worked. We just had a co good conversation and a good improv class. That's like, right. I don't remember what that class was about. Well, the thing that I remember, uh, okay, hey everyone, I'm Scott. I'm from America. And uh, I just moved to Amsterdam about eight months ago. And you're probably going to hear more about my story as well as Joey's. Um, but the thing that I remember from that first time we interacted, Joey, is, I think it was the first, but we talked about housing in Amsterdam and how hard it is for actual Dutch people to get rent in, in the cities, especially Amsterdam. And um, yeah, and that was like the Sunday workshops. Then we actually took an eight-week class together, which... Finished in February, I think. Uh, yes. The right before Corona stuff hit. Exactly. But uh, one of my favorite scenes that I've ever done with you. Jo well, okay, there's two. There's two. Uh, one, Joey and I were in um, this game where different people had to stand up. And depending on who stood up, you'd play this different scene. So you're up by yourself. You got to do a scene by yourself. You're up with another person. Do a scene with that person. Three people stand up. It's a three-person scene. And... Uh, we stood up and our like scenes were based off of pickle. And I was like, Oh, we're in a pickle jar. We're in a pickle jar right now. And so, and Joey, like you immediately put your arm around me. And so then I was just like freaking pickles too close to each other in a pickle jar. And then later we had another guy that stood up. It wasn't supposed to be in that scene. And it was like the jalapeno that randomly jumped into our, <laughs> our pickle jar. And we just wanted to get out. Oh yeah, man. Good. So there was that one. And then there was the one where it was like right before our last practice before our graduation show. And um, it's this game where it's called, I don't know, uh, shift left, shift right. So the host or whatever is shifting us. And then when you shift, you play a different scene with a different partner. There's four people on stage. And Joey and I, well, we were, um, we were lovers. Uh, yeah, we were gay lovers. <laughs> and you wanted to leave and I didn't want you to leave. And it got physical. You jumped me. Like, 
turned my back to you and you jumped me and threw me to the floor. I, I don't know what came over me. I just really didn't want you to leave. Listen, man, I get it. I totally get it. It happens all the time. No worries. Joey, the thing I want to ask you, uh, in what way are you very Dutch? And in what way are you not very Dutch? I think I've maybe even asked you this before. So I'm not very Dutch. I'm going to start backwards. I'm not very Dutch because I love English way more. Like I only speak English. I read English. I do everything in English. So I'm, I'm the least Dutch person you will ever meet. I don't like the music. I don't like certain candies that we make here. Just, just deport me to America. Just throw me out of this country. They don't, they don't believe me anyway. Give me some Twinkies. I'll be happy. Twinkies, man. Give, give me some Reese's Pieces, man. Mm, preach. That's good stuff. Uh, how am I very Dutch? I'm cheap. Like everything, anything that's free, give it to me. Like, perfect. I'm down. <laughs> I do like that aspect of living out here. Five cents off, five cents off, man. <laughs> it, gotta, gotta buy it. It's five cents off. You gotta it, go for it. If you buy 10 things of that five cents off, you have 50 cents back, man. It's, it's something. <laughs> Always calculating. Exactly. So now I'm curious, what is like the most Dutch thing you've done since living here? Like you felt Dutch. Mm. Dude, that's a good question. Yeah, I feel like so much of what Amsterdam is, is touristy. Like people think of Amsterdam, they think of, uh, I think a lot of things, pot, prostitution, uh, canals, boat rides. The good stuff. All the good stuff. Um, So, but then I kind of quickly realized the more uh, snooty you are towards those things, you're actually becoming more and more Dutch. The more you're like, I don't like those things. That's not my Amsterdam, basically. But I think the the most Dutch thing I've done that I felt so proud of, when you first move here, um, you learn really quickly where to stand and where not to stand. And it's through this beautiful little tinkling sound of a bell, repeatedly getting belled at you from people's bikes. And you, you learn very quickly, like, oh man, I'm in the bike lane. And for any of you who are about to come visit Amsterdam, there is a pedestrian lane where you walk. There is a biker lane where you bike and those people own the road. And then there's the car lane and the car lane has to watch out for everybody. Nobody likes the cars and the bikers rule the road. But do not be mistaken. The bikers are on the pedestrian roads and on the car roads. They're they're everywhere. That's true. Don't think you're safe just walking the crossroads like oh yeah i can walk here it's fine they they will they just run you over and they will ding at you no matter what exactly and so i felt the most dutch when i was biking and i was angry and i had to get where i needed to get and i was just like i'm gonna go no one's gonna get in my way and i dinged at my first tourist and i was like yes i have made it you're officially one of us (laughs) That's great, man. I, lo- I really love that. So you're fully integrated now. But, but for real, uh, we love it here. So my wife and I, we moved here. And what I really do love is my street. So like I'm looking out right now. And we've got this little uh, grocery store, front, like 
our friend Singh that owns it and little like produce and fruit and vegetables that we buy there. And then we've got an Albert Hein also on the street. Maybe we've got like a Max Albert Hein on like the major street and the Metro's right there. And uh, Park, Oster Park is just to our left and the hospital's right here. I mean, so it's like everything is really localized. We can walk everywhere, can bike everywhere. And we really love that. Yeah, perfection. It sounds perfect. You found the right spot. Yes. So, so Scott, I'm going to ask you, because I know, but uh, the people listening don't know. Tell us, like, what are we going to talk about in our nice new podcast? Yes. So I, uh, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while and not always knowing really what uh, to do it on, uh, which is why I'm really thankful for you, Joey, that you, you are the tech wizard. You're like the wind behind my, my little idea, ideas, my I'm, wings. I'm your official Harry Pooter. Yeah, yes. You cast the spells and make the things happen. So um, I came out to Amsterdam to work for a Christian organization that works with international students. And a lot of what we do is to help people understand uh, who they are and what they believe um, or to question what they believe. And to really start to figure out, like, who are you apart from your parents' beliefs? So it's not just something that they believed and you're like, oh, well, I guess I just believe it. But actually starting to think for ourselves, what, what do you believe? And that can be either you, you grew up without any religion and you're like, well, now I'd like to actually try this out, consider it. Or you, you grew up with a lot of religion. And you're like, I don't know if I buy this anymore. Uh, this part was weird for me. And so as far as podcasts go, I really want to start to interview people to let their stories of faith or, uh, or no faith, belief or unbelief, um, have it be heard specifically for the people on the other side. Because here I am, I, I, I work in a Christian ministry, but then I'm also in theater and in improv. And sometimes those worlds feel like completely worlds apart, um, especially Stereotypically, this is not always true, but maybe within the improv scene, people are less religious, uh, maybe spiritual, but they, don't, they haven't nailed it down like what they believe. And I think especially not Christian. And then within Christian circles, you don't find too many improv people. Um, <laughs> and, so, and sometimes, unfortunately, Christians are like, oh, those people, like they're dangerous or that, you know, I don't know. Theater people, they don't understand. That's that's a very interesting thing. Like saying those are dangerous. Uh, technically, I can't imagine why. Like improv people are very open to make jokes about anything, so I can imagine that they might feel offended because a religious joke is an easy joke. It's and not- it is. Sometimes Christians do weird things. <laughs> we are easy targets. But you're totally right. I think. Uh, and theater people, you know, they, they just say what they think and um, they're very just like out, out in the open. And, um, and then I think sexually, like uh, just how they're viewing sexuality, the two different communities can be very different. Like um, maybe Christians might say what holy sexuality is or, or what, what God, God's design for sexuality is, but then maybe more on the theater side, it's like you do you like uh, live however you want, uh, have sex with whatever you want. Maybe, I don't know what they say. Um, <laughs> well, whatever they want, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So anyway, the, the hope for this podcast is to interview people about their story for the benefit of the other side to actually understand who this person is and why they believe what they believe. Because I think that's the piece that's missing. The Christians don't know a lot of theater people and theater people don't know a lot of Christians. And so then it's easy when you don't know somebody to make up uh, beliefs about the other side. Oh, they're this, or they only think this, or they're crazy because, or bigoted, or I don't know. So my hope is uh, that we can actually kind of see the commonalities on both sides versus just the differences. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, I went to one of uh, Scott's groups and I can tell you it's an experience on its own. Like uh, the first day, the first day I went there, we had this nice conversation. They uh, trick you by saying we have free food. Which we do. It is free. It's free and it's delicious. His wife is an excellent cook. So kudos to that. But um, no, but you, you get there, you get into a group. Uh, everyone is very open and and honest. It's not all about religion because in the beginning, everyone's just talking. You're talking and having food, so it's very open and spacious. After that, you you dive in hard. No, j- just just kidding. It's it's a nice open conversation. It's, sometimes it's more religious. Sometimes it's a little less religious. I just had uh, the fortunate event of being a heavy religious topic, but I'm interesting guy. My mind automatically goes like, "Oh, this sounds like uh, like an RPG game." So my mind just like, "Oh, I love this. Show me more." <laughs> like my mind translates it really weird. Wait, wait, wait for for the non techie people out there. What's an RPG game? That's a role playing game, my brother. <laughs> Not saying that that's me. You know, the other people that are listening, all of our ten thousand listeners. Exactly, ten million downloads by next week, man. <laughs> what? Fingers crossed. Um, wait, explain that. That's actually, yeah. Because, yeah, Joey, you stepped into, I was actually the one talking. And, okay, so for Christian community, you'll know this. I was talking about the book of Acts, which is the story of the Christian church after Jesus. Um, <laughs> and I was talking about chapter two, which is about the Holy Spirit coming. And that chapter doesn't mess around. And I didn't mess around. I was just like, let's talk about this. And um, yeah, I brought Joey and our other friend from improv and yikes, that was a hard hitting night. That, that was a, a very hard hitting night. I was not expecting uh, that kind of topic, but this is how green I am when it comes to religion. Cause I was like, yeah, if it's a heavy topic, you can invite it, You might not want to invite me if it's a very heavy topic. Apparently, this was one of the more heavy topics when it came to religion. So apparently I'm open for anything at this point. Well, and I think, I think Christina might have even said this, our friend, but like, Joey, if you could handle that night, you can handle. Oh yeah. She told me later. Any night or something. But I mean, now we're painting a weird picture. Uh, fair warning. We did not um, slay anyone in the spirit. No one was dropping down, um, shaking on the ground. No, there's no tears. It was just me, to the best of my ability, trying to explain a very spiritual concept for Christianity of the fact that God's spirit now dwells on earth through those of who, who consider themselves believers. And that's, that's one of those, I mean, that's where Christianity really gets its power, basically. You can kind of have principles about Christianity of like, Jesus, he was cool. 
I like his teachings. I respect him. But when you go into the Holy Spirit, that's when it turns into faith. Because it's like, I believe, even without always seeing evidence that this, this, yeah, this is true. That God's spirit now dwells. So that's, that's what I gave him. And the second time was also very interesting because that was the complete opposite. It was just prayer singing and just songs of religion. Just what you will see in a Christian camp during summer, someone is playing the guitar there. Everyone's singing the song because everyone knew it. And I was just singing along because they had a nice PowerPoint with the lyrics on there. I was just there like, "Eh." and you were looking at me like, are you all right? Is this, is this too much for you? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's going great. Well, I think that's one of my favorite things about you is, yeah, you just jump, you just jump in. There's multiple cases that night, that night, that second night that Joey like truly just jumped in. So he just mentioned one. Uh, We're all singing. We're in the living room uh, in a, in a flat in Amstelveen. There's probably, I don't even know, 30. No, actually. So that night there was a ton of us. I think it was closer to 40, 40 people. Usually we have about 25, which is still kind of packed. I mean, it was packed. We were like sitting on cushions on the ground. One of which was Joey. He wasn't the cushion. He was on the ground anyway. Um, and so he's singing and he just goes for it. Doesn't eat it. He's just singing. He's just singing things. But the other time, so, he, okay, man, I'm just like, Joe, you, you got in on all the things. Uh, that specific night we had a group from America coming over. They were on like a short term trip thing for their school. And uh, yeah, there was probably about 15 or so of them. And Joey had arrived early and was like there in the house and then all the Americans come in and they are, you know, they've just been talking to students on campus and having these spiritual conversations and, and then there's Joey. And, um, and I, I walk back in the room and there's like a wall of women. So, so for some reason, all the women sitting around Joey, he's on the ground and they're all just like fascinated as he tells them about how, you know, he's, he's Dutch, but he's, you know, he really identifies more with his English ability. I mean, all these things. And it was awesome. They mainly wanted to know about typical Dutch cuisines. And till this day, I will not, I cannot tell you like what that actually is, which is hilarious. Like yeah, Dutch cuisine. We could do a whole podcast on that. Exactly. It's such a weird thing. So I just sent him to the best market on Friday you can find. It's in a, pl- a little place called The Pipe. You can walk there. There's a giant market and they have the best. And you might want to write this down. Stroopwafels. Stroopwafels. Those are amazing. Everyone loves them. There's probably people listening to this and they're like, yes, I've heard of this. I need this. (laughs) And then there's other people who are like, oh my gosh, is that all you have? Stroopwafels. We're like, hey, they're amazing. You only need one to win everything. Yeah, that's right. If it's that good, you only need one thing. Um... So Joey, tell me a little bit about your story. When you think about faith, you, you kind of mentioned how you're green, I guess is the word you use, but what, what would you say is your story? I would say the same thing I always tell everyone. Like I'm a big believer that there's something out there. Like everything, I love science. I love everything behind it. And I'm a big believer of evolution. But at the same time, everything is too fast and too big to be, created out of just pure science and nothing that's for me that is an impossible belief but at the same time i'm not comfortable giving that a name so there's something there there's 
either one god, maybe two gods, maybe a whole lot of them. Who knows? But I'm a believer that there's something out there. But hmm. that is, I will not tell you because I have no clue. And you, uh, you weren't raised with any specific background or parents' beliefs or any of that, right? No, I think the most religious contact I've had in years, like I had a guy who was a Christian in my class, but he was from a, you, so you have multiple sides, correct me if I'm wrong. You, uh, you have your side who is very open, very sweet, like we give you food, come in. And there's the other side who knocks on your door and it's like, hey, we have the Bible and we want to tell you about it. And he was that group. We don't need to name names, but there are some names we could name uh, of the different types of groups. Now, yeah. The, the, you know, I, I have no problem talking about religion. Like, it's very interesting. It's very fascinating. Um, will you convert me? I know you will try. I, I know you will try your hardest. <laughs> okay, you're right. I yeah, I noticed. <laughs> but that's, that's all right. I'm, I'm open for anything but I will tell you, you will probably not succeed. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe, maybe you will succeed. Maybe, Challenge. maybe in 50 episodes, I'm like, I'm a fully religious man, guys. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Exactly. Um, well, actually, that's kind of a good segue. So as we think about a podcast where we interview people, I mean, so it's kind of nice. So you and I being on this podcast is great because I've come from this one perspective. You come from a different perspective. So even as we ask questions, I think we can balance each other out nicely. Uh, so what are you hoping to gain from this podcast? I hope to gain a lot of extra information because I just crave like information about anything. So that was, that's why the first night at your place was so interesting because there was so much information thrown my way and it was in such, there was such a big topic that was spoken of and you can just feel that. And I was, and that made me very interested. And I'm just a guy who craves that kind of feeling. Hmm. I just want to hear everyone's perspective and just, battle it out <laughs> let's see what we get dude yeah just listening or do you like uh um oh you know the answer challenging i jump in i jump in whenever you know That's true you seen, do jump in <laughs> you've seen that yes i mm, love that so I'm, yeah i think it, oh sorry go ahead uh so i'm curious like what do you want to gain from this because it was your idea, but what, what is it that you want to achieve? Like, what, what, what would be your top goal right now? Hmm. Yeah, I really like what you said. I think that's how I want to live my life. Even if I have settled on something, I believe this right now, I want to continue to be a learner and have, have the humility to say, I might be wrong. And hopefully, I meet with people that do challenge my, my beliefs or say, have you considered this or... Tell me more about that. Because that actually makes me a better person slash believer in whatever I believe in when someone is actually testing it. And then as far as the podcast, uh, again, I kind of mentioned like I have always found myself in these two different worlds and they don't often intermingle. And so I want to I wanna be like that, that bridge that bridges the gap to – bring somebody who, who has never met a Christian and be like, why would anyone believe in, in that? It's so silly. 
And then we interview a Christian. They're like, oh, wow, like I, I get it. I get how they got there. Or that's really inspiring what they went through and, and how their beliefs helped them. Uh, and then for a non-Christian, I want my Christian friends to hear how somebody can be um, rational and, yeah, and uh, critical and, and um, or even just be a person of faith, but not a person of the Christian faith. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's my hope is to bridge the gap between the two communities. Yeah, I really like that. And I would like to add that I am very interested because there's a, I think, a large group when it comes to your group is probably standing behind this. It's like a lot of religious people are like, uh, do, we do not have sex before marriage. Like sexuality is a very big thing. And for a non-religious pe person, like I am a true believer of uh, saying this right now is like have sex with someone you love. That's what I always believed in. Now that I'm older, I will admit that is not always the case. <laughs> But at the same time, it's like, I want to yell this and see how one of your friends like is like, oh, I get that or I don't get that and see where that conversation goes. Because mm. I feel like that's very interesting to see like how people think of that. Hmm. Hmm. Shoot. Now I'm thinking about another add-on. I love that. Uh, so yeah. So you're saying, yeah, thinking about, because it's so true. Sexuality is kind of like some of the deepest parts of who we are. What we, what we either do or hope to do. <laughs> It says a lot about who we are. Um, and then I think for me, um, I would love to challenge or, I don't know, ask people who call themselves not a person of faith to actually uh, open their eyes to, to the, the idea that we're all, we're, we are all actually people of faith. We put our faith in something. Some people choose to put it in God or the God of Christianity or, um, but we put our faith in a lot of different things. And so then I'd, I'd just be curious, like, how do, how does somebody who doesn't necessarily define their, that person or that thing, um, how do they actually know what they're putting their faith in? That kind of thing. Yeah, that's really, I really like that. I really want to hear a lot of stories because I can tell everyone right now, like sitting with your group and hearing some of the stories, like some, some things are so intense and you're like, I get that if you do that. Uh, so I will not share the story because it was a very personal story, but there was one story and something happened. And that's why this person reached out to someone they didn't want to reach out to because they felt like belief was that was sending them that uh, direction at that moment. And mm -hmm. I was thinking a little while later, like, uh, is it possible for someone who is not religious to have the same kind of epiphany out of nowhere? Like, because mm -hmm. for her specifically, it was like, God told me I needed to go this direction. But for someone like me, like, how would that feel? How would you describe that? Hmm. I, I want to say for me personally, I would say like, maybe it's intuition. Maybe it's just a gut feeling. Like, wh where do you describe that? So I think a lot of, interesting uh conversations can be have uh, help because of that hmm. so last but not least in this little intro uh discussion we're realizing we don't have a name yes <laughs> we need a name we definitely need one maybe by the time we release this we'll have nailed it in we'll put like some sort of intro thing and be like hey we definitely have a name
we've got a name. Yeah, all the comments were like, you don't have a name. Uh, no, you were wrong. We have a title with a name in it. They'll be like, no, we heard you guys discussing how you don't have a name. We're like, what? Uh oh. Listen that far, we're so proud of you. you yeah, you listen to the whole thing. So for all of you 10,000 subscribers out there, send in your name suggestions. We might need it. Yes, and maybe by the next episode, we will definitely have a name. <laughs> we'll definitely have a name. Yeah. We'll definitely have a name. It's going to be all right. Well, Joey, we'll uh, figure out our next guest and, and get after it. Definitely. I'm definitely very curious uh, for your guest suggestions. Because you're the official host, I'm your official tech guy, and I will be your anchor for this show. <laughs> Love that. You're the anchor. You're the wind in my sails and the anchor to my ship. That's a sweet. That's <laughs> by the way, we're ending this on my favorite uh, improv scene with you and me together. <laughs> Speaking of ships. Afterwards, I realized that I did the scene completely wrong, technically speaking. So we were doing the same game, the shift left, shift right game, on stage during our graduation. Right. We're doing Titanic, right. and we're doing the famous uh, King of the uh, King of the World scene. But I was Rose, and Rose wanted to be the King of the World. <laughs> so afterwards, I realized what went wrong. <laughs> wait, but, yeah, wait, wait. How did that happen? You were like, bah. I was. How did I was standing in front of you and I just stood out in the T pose and went like, hold me check. <laughs> and I was just standing there and you were like, oh uh, yeah, this is definitely good for you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is good for one of us or something. <laughs> something, something like that. And we oh, man. perfectly with draw me like a French girl. And that is how we're going to end today's podcast. Until next episode. Till next time. See you, everyone.